You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Save the Marriage Podcast, the podcast designed to help you save your marriage no matter where you are in the process of the marriage, whether you're at the beginning, you're trying to stay out of trouble, or whether you are towards that that difficult place where you're trying to make a decision on what to do going forward. I'm here to help you do that. I'm here to help you not just save your relationship, but make it into a relationship you would treasure. This is not about just stopping the legal process. This is about getting you to a new place in the relationship. And today, I want to talk specifically about you getting to that new place. When I'm talking about changing a marriage, when I'm talking about saving a marriage, I talk about the three C's of that process. The first C is connecting with your spouse. The second C is changing yourself. The third C is creating a new path for your relationship. Now notice that middle one, that changing yourself. One of the things I've noticed is that many times people come to me and say, you know, I don't know what to do. I can't convince my spouse I'm going to change. And part of the reason they can't convince their spouse that they're going to change is because they haven't made the changes. And many times it's on the heels of lots of other promises along the way to make those changes. So first, let me tell you that I'm not here to say everything that's wrong in the marriage is your fault. I'm not here to say that everything that your spouse says you need to change needs to change. But I am here to say that in the process of rebuilding a relationship, we all have places where we can make changes. No matter where you are, no matter how good your relationship, I'm guaranteeing there are places that you can grow. And no matter how bad your relationship, I'm guaranteeing you that there are places, too, that you can grow into, you can change, and you can take uh, some advantage of how to move forward in the relationship because of those changes. Remember that marriages get into trouble because they're stuck at a place of you versus me. And what we're trying to move towards, that new path, is about being a we. So what is that you versus me? Well, when you get married, there's you and me. And that's how every relationship starts. You started long ago saying, you like this other person. So what if you and me, what if we get together? And so you start working on building this relationship and you and me gets to be working better and better. And you and me gets to be closer and closer. And you and me decide that we want to get married. And you notice that's a we get that to make that decision. Here's what happens, though. After you've made that decision to get married, you have to make a new step into a new mentality, a new way of thinking. And that new way of thinking is about being a we. But a lot of people don't know that. And so they get to the marriage and they're saying you and me. And you and me in such an intimate relationship, the you and me starts pulling a you versus me is what comes out of that. And that's when a marriage gets into trouble. It's because you never crossed over to we and each of you probably grew a bit stagnant in your life. That's just what happens as life goes on. So in this process, when somebody's saying, you know, I've got to change or my spouse is telling me I've got to change or my spouse won't believe that I'm changing, Part of what they're launched into is this you versus me mode, because we would be talking about how we need to make some changes. How can we make changes in a relationship and how can we agree to changes in our personal life? So part of what is bound in this is that you recognize that you're working from a you versus me mode. And guess what? 
That's where you're going to have to work from. It's very hard to get a spouse to step into we until there's been some you versus me becoming you and me and finally back to we. So we start that process. And what often happens is that somewhere along the way you have an argument and your spouse says, you know what, you, this is driving me crazy. And they tell you exactly what you need to change. And you say, oh, I'll change that. I promise. And then you don't change it. Or probably more likely, you actually did set out to change it. You made some attempts to change it, but probably those attempts were pretty surface, pretty, pretty not very deep. You know, you just kind of made it look a little bit different. So nothing really changes. And I had somebody who told me that they felt like they were walking on eggshells. And I said, you don't need to be walking on eggshells. We've got to figure out why you feel like you're always walking on eggshells. And the person said, well, it's because my spouse doesn't like the way I communicate, and so I'm having to fake it. I'm having to act like I have a happy face all the time, and I have to act like I'm always in a good mood. And I said, well, there's the problem. You're not really changing. You're acting. All you're doing is is kind of putting on a new layer of makeup. All you're doing is changing your clothes. But underneath it all, everything is staying the same because it's all surface. The second piece that is a problem in that discussion of, I promise I'll change, just watch me change, is it's out of desperation. It's not out of you saying, hey, you know what, I've realized I've got to make these changes. It's not out of recognizing that there's a deeper place for you, that there's somewhere in your life that you need to be living at a higher state. And so instead of living at that higher state, you end up being uh, from a change of desperation. Here's the problem with changes based in desperation the desperation will go away. And when the desperation goes away, so will the change. The desperation is what drives you to act differently, to make those surface changes, but underneath it all, nothing's really changed. And in that desperation, as it calms down, your spouse gets to see the same old you. How about being unclear? Maybe your spouse says, I don't like the way you communicate, and you have no idea what that means. So you go about trying to change everything about how you're being unclear. Or or maybe it's that you don't do things that they want you to do around the house or around the job or wherever it is. And so you don't have a clear goal of what's happening, and you don't have a clear goal of what it is you're really changing. And the last one is probably the most detrimental. These changes are based on changing habits, and you probably haven't finished or mastered how to change those habits. Habits are so important that I've done a whole series on them on my Thrivology podcast. In my Thrivology podcast, I talked about the fact that whenever you have a habit in your life, you've created a groove in your life. You've created a groove in your mind, a literal groove with the neuronal pathways that means that you keep going down that same path. The same thoughts keep coming up. The same actions keep coming up. You keep going down the same pattern because you didn't know how to change it. So the habits are crucial in making these changes. If you're stuck on the habits, if you realize that one of the things that happens is that you don't make those habits or I don't change those habits, I'm going to invite you to go to my Thrivology podcast. It's easy to find. You can go to thrivologypodcast.com and Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E. O-L-O-G-Y.com or podcast.com. You can go there and find the habit series. That will help you change those habits. Now we get to the real heart of what do you do when your spouse says, I don't believe you're going to change. Well, first recognize that your spouse has probably been through this more than once. 
You've probably been through this with your spouse more than once, but the difference is you're the one whose back is up against the wall right now. You probably didn't, I hope you didn't, when your spouse said, well, you've got to make some changes. You probably didn't say, or I hope you didn't say, oh yeah, well, you better make some changes too. Because then we have two people staring at each other, neither one ready to make any change. So my guess is that you're here because you want to save your relationship, but you're faced with this roadblock where your spouse is just not believing it's going to happen. So let's talk a little bit about what's happened before now. You probably make these changes or, or, or promise these changes in the past and you fail to deliver. And what happens is every time you fall short on making a true change, and you might have all the excuses in the world. You may talk about how things got tough or the job got rough or the kids got tough or whatever happened in life. You may have lots of, of reasons in your mind about why that didn't cha- that those changes didn't happen. Well, let me tell you that when your spouse is hearing you say that, all they're hearing is excuse, excuse, excuse. You think you're saying reason, reason, reason. And all they hear is excuse, excuse, excuse. And every time you fall short, you deepen what I call the proof well. The proof well is where they, you know, at what point do they finally have to go down to hit, hit the, the proof? And you keep digging it deeper and deeper because every time it's going to take more and more for them to get to the proof where they really believe that you've made some changes. So now we're at the place of asking, what do you do? How do you actually turn this around? Well, it's pretty simple. You do the changing. That's why I have it in my formula, right? The first one of connection is great, but it's not enough unless there are some changes. And so I talk about changing yourself. And so the first thing is you've got to do those changes. So let's talk about how you do those changes. I want to talk about five different pieces to the process. The first one is intentionality. Just saying I want to change or just saying I will change is not intentional. Intentional is deciding apart from your spouse that that is a change that you need to make. It's intentional about talking to yourself about what that change is like. Intentional enough that you would sit down and write down specifically what you are going to change. Not only would you be intentional about writing it down, but you might even talk to other people and say, what do you think about this? How do you see me doing this? Don't say my wife told me or my husband told me I needed to change. So what do you think about that? Ask them how you do those same things in life because the truth of life is the way you do things one place is how you do them everywhere. And when we start changing because a spouse is pointing to something, it probably has tentacles that have reached into other areas of your life and are probably causing disruptions there. So don't ask, do you think I need to change? But ask, how do you see me doing this in the rest of my life? Because I want to change this. Bring others on board with that intentionally. Write down what it is you want to change intentionally. Then decide you've got some buy-in right? You have decided within yourself that that really and truly has to change. There's no, I've got to fool my spouse. There's no, I've got to make it look like I've changed. There's nothing that's going to be a half-hearted attempt. There is a true buy-in. Change does not happen unless there is absolute buy-in on your part that you have decided 
that there is no going back. I love that word decide. I've talked a lot about it before. It means to kill off the other options, to decide. You remember that side like suicide or homicide? It's to kill off. And so decide is to split away and kill off the other possibilities. You decide you're going to change and you let no other option be there. Which brings us to the third piece of responsibility. Responsibility is not the same as blame. We often kind of confuse that in our culture. When I say personal responsibility, I'm not talking about personal blame or personal fault. But choosing to be response-able, able to respond differently to things, to say, I am going to be responsible with moving forward in a different way. Remember the things over which you are responsible, your aspirations, those, those are the things that you want to move towards, your, your dreams, your hopes, your desires, your attitude, choosing an attitude where you say, I will figure this out and I will keep moving forward. That's having that good attitude and your actions, how you interact with others and yourself in the world. Those are the three things that you can control and are responsible for. So make sure as you're looking at the changes in your life that they fall within those three areas. You don't have control over whether the fears pop up in your mind. If a spouse says, you have to change so that you never have a fear in your life, you will not be able to do it. You don't have control over that. You have control over how long you'll live in that fear. You don't have control over every thought that pops in your head, but you have a choice on how long you're going to keep that that thought in your head, how long you're going to entertain that thought, how long you're going to keep moving that direction. And you absolutely have a choice on every interaction you have with people and yourself in your actions. So now you take responsibility for those things. What do you want to move towards? What do you want to dream about? What's that place you want to move towards? Can you decide that you will figure this out, that you will keep on working towards it? You can move forward. And do you choose to control your actions? Not just control them, but get to the place where you don't even have to be walking on eggshells to control them, but that they are under your control, that you have chosen the actions you want to take. Which brings us to number four, which is to have a plan. No change in life, no change in your relationship, no change at work happens without a plan. Think about all the other places in your life that you probably have a plan. You probably make goals at work. You probably sit down with a supervisor or maybe just a staff or whatever and lay out what are the next three, six months, 12 months going to look like? What are your roles in this project or that project? How are you going to move forward with that? You probably have even some, some ways in, the, in the, the office or in the business or in the company or wherever it is you work that you have planned how you're going to move forward. If you exercise, you likely have some kind of plan, even if it's just I'm going to get up on every three days and go to the gym or I'm going to get up every other day and take a walk. You probably have some level of plan. If you have some diet, you probably whether you follow it or not is a different matter, but you probably have some ideas on how you want to move forward in a diet. If you want to make some changes in your personal life, you have a plan there, too to sit down and plan it out. This is one of the big things I talk about. If you're wanting to save a marriage, you're changing some things. And in order to make a change, you have to have a plan on how to get to that new place. Very few of us do a good job of just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. It rarely works out. So on those important relationships in life, how are you going to parent? I think that's a plan. 
How you're going to be in a marriage, I think that's a plan. How you're going to change yourself, I think that is a plan, a written down specific plan that tells you how to move forward and what it is you're going to do because that leads us to the last piece of this. Number five is you got to track it. If you're trying to make a change and you're not tracking it, you're going to lapse into the old behavior, the old habits. So your plan includes some way of tracking your progress, of moving forward in this process. That's what it's all about. So remember those five pieces. You've got to be intentional. You've got to make a clear, intentional choice about this that makes sure that you have full buy-in for yourself. You don't have to have anybody else's buy-in. Don't don't confuse buy-in with getting a spouse to agree to this. When you're making those changes, it's all about you having your own buy-in into the process, which leads us to number three, being responsible, ability to respond, response-able, and choosing to be responsible about your aspirations, about your attitude, and about your actions, which leads us to having a clear plan on how you're going to do those pieces, having a clear plan on how you intend on moving forward, because that plan will allow you to track it, which leads us to my final piece on this. Stop proclaiming what you're going to change. Be the change. Stop telling your spouse how you're intending on changing. Change. Allow them to see that change. If you can't be that change over and over, day after day, you revert back to the old stuff. So make sure that you have nailed down the changes that you're going to make so that your spouse experiences you differently. Not like before where you said you were going to change and then you reverted to the old stuff but a new place where you know where you want to get to because you know it'll make you a better person. It'll make you a better spouse. It'll probably make you a better parent and a better citizen and everything else in the world if you are choosing the right things to change. Where most people fall short is they spend all of their time trying to convince a spouse, trying to tell a spouse, to proclaim to a spouse the changes that are coming their way the changes that are going to change everything about the relationship, and they fall short on actually making the changes. So stop telling, stop proclaiming, stop trying to prove that you're going to change and be the change. If your spouse is saying, I don't believe I can change, you can change, the only way you can prove it differently is to be that change so many times that it's irrefutable. A little side note, you will have times when you fall short. And this is the real, one of the main reasons that I suggest you don't keep telling your spouse you're going to change. Because if you tell your spouse that you've changed and then you do the old behavior, all your spouse does is dig the proof well a little bit deeper. Look for a little bit more the next time. A little bit higher to prove that you've really changed the next time. So don't raise the stakes on that. Decide you're going to live it out and prove your change over and over. You don't have to say, see, I've changed. See how I did that differently? You just do it differently and allow them to experience you differently. When you slide back, it's a place to recover, a place to learn, not a place to be chastised unless you keep telling your spouse about it. So be the change that you want to be. Don't just proclaim it. Or in fact, don't proclaim it. Just be that change. Now, if you need some help on figuring out all those pieces of those three three C's of connecting, of changing yourself, and creating a new path, please think about grabbing my Save the Marriage system. If you do that now, 
you can take advantage of a little offer I've got right now where I will have a coach contact you for free for a 20-minute getting started session. It's just to make sure that you're up to speed and you're getting moving on along. And I'll give you a free week of my VIP virtual coaching program so that you can get as much as you can out of that first, really, first couple of weeks that are so important in this process to dive in and get that going. If you want to find out more about that, go to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. And make sure you follow all of the steps so that you even get that free week of VIP coaching and you get contact with one of my coaches. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.